Guys, welcome back to Bill and Easy. This is Dakota. I am Lori. And things have gotten crazy have this they? week. Check in this out. In our world or in insurance? A little bit of both. Okay. okay. Do you know who Grant Cardone is? I do. Okay. Because, man, if you ever click on any of his anything, you are about to be inundated every day, 12 times a day. From emails and posts and that guy this, is. Grant has been grinding. There was a story back in like the 80s or 90s. Like he would fly. So he's like a speaker. Who's Grant Cardone? Grant Cardone is a speaker. He's like a sales trainer. He's an entrepreneur and yeah, like 30 trainer. Like I think now. mostly he's a sales trainer now. Yeah, right? He's mostly a sales trainer. But he started, what he would do is he would cold call the city. Okay. He would call these businesses. And then he would, like, fly into the city and door knock them and try to get them, like, to an event and, like, pitch them or whatever. Like, he would, like, sell them training courses or things like that. So he would just show up in the city, door knock, cold call, and, like, try to make something happen. And he did this for, like, ten years. Um, Exhaustive years. Exhaustive years. But he landed kind of, like, in the car business or whatever. Like, that's where, like, he found his, like, niche. And and then he just started like building on top of that. But he's like built like a ton of businesses. He's big on social. He's like big in like real estate now and stuff like that. But well, and he's big into content. Like that's a whole. Yeah. So his philosophy is like I guess they they believe in inundating with content. Like like ten x. That's his yes. Thing. Like everything's ten x. But they will send out so much content. That his staff would, I guess, at different times come to him in the beginning and say, we have to slow down. We're getting unsubscribes. And he's like, I don't care. Unsubscribes is a win. Keep sending, keep pumping out more. He just thinks that you have to do everything massive. And if there's fallout, there's fallout. They weren't, I guess, the right people for your message. But you keep going and you stick to the strategy. So, like, I mean, I the guy's a powerhouse for sure. There's this story in the 90s where, like, he was speaking in front of, like, 800 people, but he didn't have any money because he's trying to build a business. And it cost, like, $80 for a microphone, but he didn't have $80. But he had eight, he got 800 people to show up to this event or something. It's just but they haven't committed any money yet. And then, yeah, he hasn't sold anything yet, but he has no money to buy, like, the stuff he needs. Like, he bought the con- – because you got to buy the conference room. you got to, like, pay for stuff to get people in the room, right? And he – didn't have a mic, and so he caused himself internal, um, not collapse, but, you know, like, uh, his internal organs were, like, shut down because he was screaming, trying to project his voice to these 800 people, and he did that for, like, a year. Like, he would, like, go in and do Well, even events. him just speaking in his regular speaking voice is pretty loud. He's a loud, so he's a loud boy. So he's, he's, yeah. He's a loud boy. But anyways, so Grant Cardone, he's gotten a lot of, like, Hey, like he does believe in Scientology. He's a Scientologist. A lot of people like come after him for that. He, um, a lot of people called his like um, real estate thing he did like a scam. Like people, so he's got a lot of hate. But the biggest hate he's got, and I don't know if it's, if I don't know like the real and real behind it, but he re- recently had beef with the <laughs> with the CEO of the past CEO of T-Mobile, uh, John. I'm gonna butcher his name, Legree or whatever. And he's suing him for $100 million for defamation. So what? how did he defame him? He called him a lot of things. He called him like a scam artist. He called him a fraudster. He said, you're going, he said by the end of the year, you're going to be going to jail for fraud. That's bold. That's bold. And he did call him a pedophile as well, which grants a father of two kids. 
That's uh, really nasty if there's if it's very baseless. But people are saying, but people are saying that John is like on drugs or something. Why did he call him a pedophile? I don't know. Like, like, what is he pointing he, to? They would do like these debates for fun. Like they would speak to like the same rooms or whatever. And like at some point, John just like snapped and like started saying all this stuff. And Grant's like, none of this is true. But Grant has like a thousand employees between all of his different. Companies. If someone calls you a pedophile and you are not a pedophile. You should sue their ass. Yeah. You should. But if someone calls you a Scientologist and you're a Scientologist, I don't know, man. You're on yeah. your own. <laughs> you're on have your you ever own. seen any docs on Scientology? I have. No. I mean, I watched a little bit of the Leah Remini thing. Yeah. I just know that Tom Cruise got weirder as time went on. Tom Cruise. And who's the other guy? Uh, John. Oh, and the Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson, who went to j- from that 70s show, mm-hmm. who's now in prison. Was he a Scientologist too? He was a Scientologist, raised in Scientology, and and all of the yeah. all of the people that he victimized were also Scientologists. So, like, wow. I mean, hey, I'm Catholic. There's definitely been some scandal there, so I am not one to throw stones. But Scientology's maybe a little bit out there. Yeah, it's out there. The guy who founded it, his name's like Ron. He's like a f- science fiction writer or whatever. He makes a quote and he says like the fastest way to become a millionaire is to create a religion. That's so <laughs> fucked. I'm sorry, but that is awful. <laughs> Isn't that kind of scary? That like, is awful. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I don't want to. But like I mean, the, the Tammy, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, like all of those televangelists would uh, probably subscribe to that school of thought as well. So, yeah. I mean, you, if, if, I, Hey, when people blindly follow, yeah, they start throwing up money. I mean, I understand, but like, what is? Sh- maybe just don't say it out loud. Like, what a crappy yeah. Philosophy. But like, I've uh, there's a Scientology church in uh, Dallas or whatever, and it looks kind of like, uh, like I don't know, like it's very like modern. Well, I think like we should do a little research. We should park outside after a service and see like what the people look like that come out of it. Because I just don't understand. Yeah. Who they're recruiting? Where are they recruiting? Yeah, because if you leave Scientology, they like excommunicate your family or whatever. Like they excommunicate you. Like they like it's very like like we are broken up. You are dead to me. You're dead. Yeah, you're dead. Well, yeah, but but the people, but the story. I I did. I was listening to something on a podcast once that was talking about like how they would just not let people leave these. They were almost like concentration camps. And they would not yeah. let them leave. They, like, this person tells a story of, like, getting into, like, the the unit they had all these kids housed in was being investigated. Yeah. And she climbed into the trunk of one of the investigators' cars to escape the camp. And that's the only way she got out of Scientology because her parents weren't supporting her. Yeah. Like, so there's well, you some. you know how many years? Like, th- so what they believe is they believe that, and I'm going to butcher this, so if I'm butchering this, I'm sorry. Don't come for us. We are not Scientologists. Not we are not Scientology experts. <laughs> but they, we only know what we know they, from they, the TV. There's, like, this other planet, and, like, al- there was an alien race there, and then, like, there was, like, it, like, exploded, and then they came to Earth. Like, that's what they believe. And so the Scientologists, like, if, like, their highest rank or highest, it's called, like, C-School or something. I, I might be butchering that. But they sign a contract. Like, hey, you're going to vote. Because they believe they live, like, eternally or whatever. I don't know if it's, like, reincarnated or what. Sounds a lot like Mormons. A lot like Mormons, yeah. But different. With planets and. Yeah, planets. Eternity and. and But guess how many years they they signed the contract to go to, like, this school. I don't probably want to know. It's a billion years. 
So they like they sign up like it's like a billion year, and I'm pretty much sure that, but I believe it's a billion years they sign. And so like if you get a part of this, like you're like you devote your life for to a this. billion years. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so it becomes very like that's the kind of crazy thing about religion or kind of scary is like, like you see all these like cult shows on Netflix and stuff. I know they were like got dive in different direction here, but you see all these like cult shows. And, like, people give their life. Like, if they believe in something, they give their life to it, you know? Well, I hey, in all fairness, that's not different than even some of these insurance people. Yes. That yeah, have very, very cult-like. Yeah. They believe they, like, are buying or drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And they become, like, at the, at the old place, there was this one guy... I will name. I will not name, but you will know. Okay. Who tattooed oh, yeah. Hope on his body, like with the anchor and this, and I'm like, this company will probably go defunct one day. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? This is interesting. And it was like a, it was like a, ta- like it was, it was massive. Where I was like, man, that's commitment. Yeah. And w- why? Why did you do that to your body? Right. But that's so interesting about, like, beliefs. Like, if, if, like, a group of, like, just psychology. Like, if a group of humans, like, if someone, like, subjects themselves to, like, a belief, whatever that belief is, good or bad, like, it, it like, takes over your life. All in. You're, yeah, it's just interesting. And it's, like, also, like, mob mentality. Like, if you see a bunch of people doing said thing, then it becomes more normal. Like, it becomes your normal. You know, and it well, might I, I can say that from being in with that last company, like now that I'm out of it, I see how toxic and terrible there was like things that were happening there. But when you're in the thick of it, you can't see your way out of it because yeah. it's your everyday life. Right. And you do start to believe some of the things that you're set. You have to or you can't survive. And so, I, I mean, I get it, I, but I just think on a whole, what it says is that humans are always kind of looking for a leader, mm-hmm. always kind of looking for a thing something to follow, to follow something yeah. to believe in. But, I mean, hey, to each his own. I don't know that much about Scientology, yeah. but it's almost like I feel like Scientology as I feel about heroin, okay? Just, <laughs> so just hear so me out. Hear, no, hear me out for a second. <laughs> I would never want to try heroin because everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people that have tried heroin describe it as the absolute best high, like your first time you get high, it's the best feeling you ever have, and then they spend all of the rest of their days chasing that first high that you can never get again, right? Like it gives you, it, it peaks at its first time that you do it. I feel like Scientology might be the same. Like if you get, if I get too close to it, it's yeah. going to somehow suck me in and then I'm not going to be able to get out of it. And yeah. so I, I would like for us to go and see some of the people that walk out. I, I really would like a better understanding of, am I, are they at Kroger? Like, am I seeing these people? Like right. who are the Scientologists? Because yeah. I'd like to be able to protect myself from it because I'm afraid if I get into the web, <laughs> then it's it's over, and I'm I'm kind of susceptible. So I feel like all of a sudden I would be like, come in, and I would be rocking like, I'm a Scientologist. Why aren't you on my shirt? And like I would go wow. all in. So well, you know what's interesting? Like kids, <laughs> kids that grow up in trauma, and I'm not trying to relate to Scientology, but that like I'm kids, trauma. That no, I've the had kids trauma? that grow like growing like 
trauma situations or something. Yeah. Like, they think that's their normal, right? And so, like, imagine, like, in any belief system, if you grow up in that, you think that's what's normal. Yes. Right? And so it's just so fascinating. Weirdos beget weirdos. It's just fascinating because all these different cultures, you know, like, uh, like yeah. how people grow up and, like, can you believe there's, like, 7 billion people on this earth? Like, that's just a lot of people. I think there are more. Is it more than 7 billion? Jack, can you see how many people are on the earth? Um, I think it's more. You think it's more? We are overpopulated. I had this conversation with a client the other day. Yeah, see, I, I was kind of close. No, but I knew it was, off. I thought it was 8 billion. I thought it was eight. We're on our way to eight. We're almost, yes. Here's what I, here's a conversation I had with a client the other day, which is something that I just like to throw out there and for people, for people to think about. So, you know, most religions, and I don't know about most religions, a lot of religions require you to be buried, right? When you die, you have to be buried because it's, you return, be cremated, yeah. right? You return to the earth, right? Except yep. do you? Cause you're like in a box and it's like a lot of clutter. I don't know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you push out, like do you? I, no, it's just like a lot of clutter. It's yeah. taking a lot of, of a lot of space, but here's my, here's what I wonder. And I thought this when I went to New York and I would see cemeteries and I'm like, at some point, don't you run out of places to bury all the people who are required to be buried, right? Like there's only so much land. And if we're building, cause I mean, you can't be, we can't drive to work and not see 700,000 things that they're building here, right? Yeah. They're just building on every di every inch of land. Yeah. And so at some point, what happens when we run out of room to bury people and have all of this life on our planet? Like, I don't, I really don't. What China did, they just start like, you can't have kids. Right, know? but do you, do you like bury on top of them? Do you? move the cemetery like I, I really don't know what happens in this instance but it has been bothering me lately it's bothered me since I went to New York because I'd never really thought about it before and they just don't have any space there and wow. I was like man I bet you could get a lot of money for this land which is so gross but like that's kind of in that area that's what it's about well, you know what's crazy I don't know if you know this so if any of you guys live in Dallas Nick and Sam's you know Nick and Sam's we've been, we've we went there yeah I went there do you know what it was built on a cemetery? It was like a cemetery or a funeral morgue. I don't know if that's the same thing or a different thing. A morgue is not the same thing. What is a morgue? Like where they house dead bodies while they're like. Morgue, funeral. There was something going on with dead bodies. And it's that place. And it's on there. And the people who work at Nick and Sam says, say it's haunted. Like they say they see ghosts like walk around and sit at the tables. And they literally see in their physical eyes like people like they'll be there and then they'll just disappear. Well, I mean, that's just another reason think? to not go there. The wait list is really long. <laughs> the this wait is list dead, is really long. Bro. They brought us that 30-tier cake. Yeah. That was like we were asking <laughs> to die at that point. I mean, that's a lot of sugar. And, yeah, a lot of sugar. Um, and the meal was, you know. It's expensive. Very expensive. So, yeah. you know, we can get steak probably a lot of places. But I'm not trying to get down with ghosts. <laughs> So yeah. anyway, I digress. Let's talk about what else has happened. This one is near and dear to my heart. Okay, not so much yours, but so Scott Peterson yeah, and Lacey Peterson. And I feel like I'm going to have to give you a recap. But last time I tried to give a recap of something that happened in the 90s, the people came at me. So like, was let me just Tupac say, bit? yeah, it was the, when I, when I told, talked about Tupac, <laughs> not he, I, when I talked about two rappers who shall remain nameless, um, people came for me. So, look, I am not an expert. I just know what I know from living during that time. Scott Peterson was convicted of yeah. killing his wife, who was 
eight months approximately pregnant at the time of her disappearance. He's, she went missing on December 24th, 2002. He was then, her body was found like in March or something of the following year. He, in the interim, had been discovered that he'd been having an affair. I guess he was kind of a, kind of a, whatever the word is, ladies' man. He would, he had lots of affairs over the course of their time being married, supposedly, allegedly. And he had his latest affair that was discovered, and it was while Lacey was pregnant. And then she goes missing, and then they find her. She washes up in the bay, San Francisco Bay, where he was fishing. That day on Christmas Eve. Wow. The L.A. Innocence Project has recently taken on the Scott Peterson case. So whenever there's an Innocence Project, my understanding is they feel like the person was wrongly convicted and they're attempting to essentially get their conviction overturned but basically get them a new trial, right? Now, what I do know about the Scott Peterson trial is there are – there are quite a few things that he probably deserves a new trial. Like there were some things that were left out. He might have had um, ineffective counsel, which he had a really fancy um, lead attorney who had like represented Michael Jackson, represented Winona Ryder. Like he was kind of a showman. Um, but they, he probably had ineffective counsel because there were some things that should have been brought in that were promised to be introduced as evidence that were not. And um, the entire, the entire case was built on circumstantial evidence, which automatically, you know, makes the burden of proof, you know, that much more difficult. Um, So they've picked this up and now, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. There have been people, just like every convicted person, there are people that are on the outside that are advocating for, um, but I think it's kind of a bigger deal to actually get an innocence project to like use yeah. their resources and their clout to like look into it. How big is the innocence project? Well, this is the LA in- innocence project, so, so like I don't seven, know. Like but seven. yeah, but I think there's like an overall in- innocence project. I'm not. I, this one was an LA innocence project, but you know, to have them, it, it means you get a team of people and their resources attempting to help you get a new trial. I don't know, and I've watched. A lot of documentaries about this case because I was pretty fascinated with it. Right. Um, I don't know that I don't think he did it. Yeah. But I definitely think he probably deserves a new trial. He's probably still guilty. But I think he didn't get a fair trial probably. They, they have since overturned his or set aside his death penalty conviction. So now he's just life without the possibility of parole. So that was a big win, I guess, for him. But I still think he probably did it. I mean, there's, you know, like, because there's kind of no one else. I wonder what made the L.A. Innocence Project, like, take him on. All of these things. I think it was, and I, you know, it was ineffective counsel. So if if your attorney doesn't bring things to evidence that should be, if they don't, if they're not doing things that are representing you to their best ability, you can get a new trial based on ineffective counsel. Um, so there were plenty of things that he, there were even things, witnesses that he promised in his opening statement that he would bring and b- bring to trial and he never did. So I think 
all of that is probably playing into it. And oh. it's totally circumstantial. Like, there's no murder weapon. They can't say, like, it's always more of a challenge, I think, when they can't say for sure how the death occurred. And they don't know. Because when her body washed up, it was, she was decapitated. There were no limbs. Like, she was basically a torso. And the baby had expelled her body. So they found the baby first. And then a day later, they found the mom. But there's no way, there's no stab wound, gunshot wound. I don't know if they can test for poison at this point, like, by the time they found the body. So they don't have a cause of death. Right. So that also complicates matters. If you can't say who did it or how they did it, for sure, that makes it tough. Wow. So. What do you think? You think he did it? I think he probably did it. Wow. I think it was probably a soft kill. Meaning he strangled her or smothered her. Um, I think he didn't want to be a dad. He was made that pretty clear throughout. Yeah. I think he didn't. I don't know that he did it for this mistress because he'd, he'd barely been seeing her. It was like yeah. a few weeks. I, I just can't imagine if he really was a flanderer like they said he was and had been cheating on her their whole marriage. I don't know that I think he's going to get involved and this is going to be the one and he's going to decide after – like six weeks of knowing her, that he wants to kill his wife and unborn child. Like I, that seems far fetched to me. Yeah. But I just think in general he didn't want what was headed his way, and he and they were, they just you know, he was just not there, and it was full speed ahead, and so he decided to. You know what? I got a call like this past week or week before. Guess what? This client said to me. What? I'll ask you. I think you know the answer. But is there any insurance plan that covers felons? Per I. I saw that those messages. Yeah. I don't think that there is. There isn't. Yeah. Which I just, okay, so this is the story. It's just fascinating. Mom has a son. Her son's in prison. And I don't know what he what happened or what he did, but you could tell just like she was like really broken down and was like yeah, I trying to get her son covered. I don't know if it was like the prison was not giving like medical care or something for, or just. Well, they can get covered or? after they're not no longer incarcerated. Correct. I'm sorry. While they're currently in jail. No, because the prison system is their health care. Is their health care, right? right? But I don't know if something like he wasn't getting the treatment he needed. or well, probably not. Probably not, right? You know? I mean, I think you kind of either have to be like really, really sick or just gotten the hell beat out of you Yeah. to get attention, you know? It's super sad, right? So, like, I It's super sad, really but. Fun. I was like, hey, like, I would see. And that's a question I don't know. Are there, like private medical systems that will go into jails and help people or is it all because jails privatized like prisons no privatized. there's not and yeah. i'll tell you that the answer to that is that there aren't because if someone is sick enough they will take the prisoner off-site to a hospital to a hospital yes they'll like yeah. have them transported wow, because okay. in the book that i'm reading right now they're talking about this woman going into f um early labor and that they sent an ambulance and they and security guards with her and she's like shackled to a bed and they take her to a hospital to be dealt with can you so when it's more than the prison can handle they'll, they'll farm them out yeah prison's just kind of gross like how it's all privatized and like how everyone's making people are making money off this and like i don't know it's just we incarcerate so many well people. i think anything where you are you have access to or you're funded by government dollars it all can get a little bit sketchy yeah because people want that money. 
People yeah. want those dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, we just like incarcerate like people has like a drug crime and they get like twenty years in prison or whatever. And like someone like does like I don't know, like financial fraud or like steals millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, they get like a year. <laughs> you know, like it's kinda jacked, right? Like Well, speaking of other jacked things, yeah. former President Trump finds himself in some legal trouble again. Dude, what's up with Dade? What's I up with uh, Donald Trump? I don't on what level? You're not I a fan of the Trump though. I you know, I li I feel like he peaked and I liked him the best when he was the celebrity apprentice. <laughs> I think he's kind of a caricature, like he's he's entertaining. Yeah. He says whatever comes to his mind. I always like those people when you never know what's going to come out next. I right. feel like I can be that person. Yeah. But, like, do I think – do I think he fits the part of, like, what the leader of the free world should be? Not when you say things like just – just grab him by the pussy and tell him what to do. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want my president to say that. Oh. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> or like, I saw a thing the other day where he was joking about like, when he was doing a celebrity apprentice recap and he was like, these two people were in like, that were contestants were in a relationship and he's like, you know, what happened? What something? And they were like, oh, we just decided we're, we're best at being friends, being close friends and he's like yeah i've had a lot of close friends cost me a lot of money <laughs> just like kind yeah. of making a mockery of like his marriages and you know with every one of those marriages he had children like that can't feel good to his kids mm -hmm. and that what the girl that he had the the daughter that he had that nobody even knew existed that one marla he was with marla yeah. whatever yeah. And he had a daughter and no one ever heard about her and it was just ivanka's kids that he was Paying attention to, and then that, and then Baron, and you know, it's just, I don't know. Baron's got some hair though, bud. Like, like just, just making a mockery of that can't feel good to the people that are involved in it. I don't know. So, I, I just don't care. But I think, I think there's something to be said for the fact that a couple different states now are just all out trying to keep him off the ballot. Right. Like, they just, do, they don't even want to go there. And at some point, like, hey, I get it. You could potentially have a second term. Has this ever happened with a president? Like, they were president, they got. I don't think so. Out, and now they're trying to get. I don't think so, because, like, take the hint. Like, they didn't, I mean, they didn't reelect you the second time. And instead of he just. He says it's like a. But instead of just, like con fraud, instead of just conceding that, he dragged it out in court forever yeah. to say that the election was stolen. When actually, I think, and again, I don't watch a lot of the news, but I catch enough of it to make me think about moving to another country. Um, supposedly dragged it all through the court, and what they found was that there was more fraud on the side, on his side, than there was on the other side. So, like... I don't know, man. All the people that came after him were on the Jeffrey Epstein list, and he wasn't. Are you – did we confirm that? Yes. Can you confirm that? And also, Trump posted um, this thing with Joe what Biden. What did we just ask Jack to confirm, and did he confirm it? Oh, uh, confirm. What about – what was the last thing we just asked you to look up? 
Oh yeah, number of people. Okay, he yeah, did. He did. Two, yeah. Next episode or next next quest. But next quest quest. I don't know, man. I think that like yeah, I don't like I don't like parts of him. I'm conflicted, but Joe Biden is just sleeping. Like he's just sleeping everywhere he goes. Like he can't even form like a sentence, you know. So it's like, do I want someone that can form a sentence, or do I want someone who's? Or do like we want people that are new all together that we haven't even seen yet? <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and my, here's my thing too. I think to get to that level where you even have enough money to run, you got to be in some corruption. Okay, like in the U.S., like you're not just gonna get get to that level just like clean like you got to make some plays you got to do something like everyone seems sketch well okay so here's so here's here's what i will say about my thoughts about the presidency i think 35 is young yeah because that's the age that you can run for president 35 years old i think that's young i think you probably need someone in their 40s i'm just saying this from personal experience like i feel like i know more about who i am in my 40s and more, I have more conviction in my 40s than I did in the decades prior. Right. So I think probably we should bump that on up to somewhere in the 40s. And maybe we cap it. <laughs> maybe we have a cap. Yeah, about like 60 or 65. No, I mean, like, you know, I think there are, I mean, good Lord. My mom is 66 and has more energy than most people right. we know. Uh, my mother-in-law is, you know, close to 70 and uh, same thing. So, I mean, I think you could go into like 70, 75, but it then starts to become a little, be- because here, here's the unfortunate part. It will probably be Biden and Trump on the ballot. And there will be so many people that will probably probably vote for bite for trump just because they're not confident joe has enough gas left in the tank yeah and that's a you don't want to win that way like i want to i want to feel good about that the person you vote for is going to have their faculties and do the best for the next four years but i also think dude if they didn't vote you in the second time like that takes Next level balls yep. to get up there and do it again. They already said they didn't want you. And you're just going to go 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 back for more? And you've had all of this scandal. And honestly, if we, after all that has happened, what? What's so funny? Go ahead. Jack's going to tell us, and we're going to tell you. Go ahead. The logs have Trump's name that he flew on the plane over seven times. Doesn't say where he landed. (laughs) And his secret name is Doe174. So if anyone is looking for an excellent new Twitter handle... Doe174. What does the Doe174 mean? What is that? Is that his nickname? Donald, D-O. Okay. Um, okay, so oh, you're gosh. wrong. He was on the list. Seven times? Seven times. Yeah, they're all corrupt then, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we just need to see someone we don't know yet. Because the yeah. ones we know, it's it's looking a little 
Can you imagine the stress of being the president? Like just No, I can't imagine. But like here here is the other thing. With all that has come out since he's been out of office, all the trouble that he's been in, all of the took documents, like the nepotism with his family, sued again, raped someone, like all this stuff. If we still elect him to the highest office in the land, we all need to go back and take a government class of like (laughs) how this should go because like at what point like, and that, and that he hasn't paid taxes forever. Man, I don't want to pay taxes. I, I, you don't want to, but you are, you don't get a pass. Why does this motherfucker get a pass? But did he use loopholes or did he just not pay? Both, I think. Again, I'm not a Trump expert, not a Trump (laughs) fan, but I'm pretty sure both. I kind of like his hair, though. He's got some really clean hair. I don't like his hair either. And I thought the best, and here, I'm going to Bill Maher you again, because the funniest, funniest thing, remember when he was after Obama for his birth certificate, saying that he wasn't a U.S. citizen, and that was a whole thing, Um and Bill Maher went on his show and said he would pay $5,000 or something for Donald Trump's birth certificate mm-hmm. to prove that he wasn't the product of his mom and an orangutan, which was amazing. Oh, my God. Because he's so orange and his <laughs> hair is so – I really do need you to clip those pic- that picture from Bill Maher's podcast when you put this up of Donald Trump next to an orangutan. It was – Pretty funny. Oh, and then and then Trump so sent it because he wanted to collect the five grand, like and you know, whatever. Just it was pretty funny though. That's because funny. he went hard after I will say this Obama. Though, I don't like uh little Trump, but he does have thick skin. Like to be able to like for just sure weather this, like but I, it's I, I would like but cry, I would cry, man. You would cry, but it's <laughs> not that. It's not even thick skin. It's such a level oh, it's like ego of so narcissism oh, okay. and ego oh, and okay. yeah. conceit that he just doesn't give a crap about. But just having Anything. millions of people, hundreds of millions of people watching you around the he world. He just goes like, home and and sits on a pile of cash, and he's like, whatever, <laughs> like tweets. I and don't like, care. Bomb you, Russia. Bomb you. Bomb, like, yeah. So, I don't know. I just want us to be a little more selective about who we give nuclear codes to. <laughs> that's it. That's a good idea. I don't think that's too much to ask. I don't want them. I'm not qualified. Some of us should just realize when we're not qualified, I think. 100%. So, now, should we talk anything about insurance? Why we're here? We can. We can dive in a little. So, I know we have been preaching how the marketplace was going to close and that's all factual that's not for funsies the marketplace is now closed if you don't have a qualifying life event for a special enrollment period so couple terms or acronyms you will see out there qle qualifying life event sep special enrollment period if you don't have a qle to qualify for an sep you cannot get into the federal marketplace any longer for insurance have to have a reason and a life happening something happening in your world to make that happen now that said it is not an excuse if you procrastinated well first of all next year you have to heed our warning like 
we're, we sent out so many emails, so many text messages, so many reminders. We talk about it here every week, like trying to, and not just us. I mean, it's all over the TV and it's whatever, like pay attention and don't procrastinate because you just want to be able to look at all of your options when, while they're available, right? Because yes, there are still ways to get covered now through the private market, short-term plans, ministry plans, you know, different things that we can do off, off the exchange. However, there will inevitably be some people that will call us now that waited and procrastinated that really did need the marketplace and can't get it. They either need it because of their health or things that have happened in their health or currently happening, or they'll need it because of their income and they can't afford what's on the privatized side and they won't be able to get that because they can't afford it and they needed the subsidy that the, the marketplace would have afforded them and they didn't take advantage of it. So number one, don't procrastinate. Number two, it's still not an excuse to not be covered because there are options. You should at least book a time and explore your options. See what yeah. they are. Book your time. Yeah, there's still plans out there. And there's so many creative like solutions that you can do to get, get stuff covered. So, um, yeah, not just insurance, but there's uh, manufacturer coupons. There's resources out there to get stuff paid for. So if you're struggling with something – Solutions. And we're going to try to do a couple podcasts where we give you some resources and some ways to think differently about how to get your medical needs covered. Um, but you, you like you can't be uncovered. You just like you never know. I there I've had lots of just recently lots of things come across like from Wall Street Journal and these reports that are coming out talking specifically about how cancer is happening at such rapid rates in younger and younger people all the time. And they they can't really put a definitive rhyme or reason to why, but that the numbers are increasing exponentially. People yeah. having cancer. Like, that's wild. And that could happen to anyone. You know, and I hear 20-somethings all the time say, well, I mean, nothing's probably going to happen to me. I can probably go uncovered. And... Yeah, but, you know, the thing about playing roulette with your health insurance is eventually you're going to pull the trigger and you're going to get hit with the bullet. Like, that's yeah. th that's roulette, right? It's like you can only play it for so long. If there are six chambers in the gun, eventually you're going to get hit, right? Yeah. So you, you just have to be proactive about it. And, you know, people will say to me, well... I just, you know, I, I don't know if anything's going to happen. Like, I just pay in all these premiums, and then we never, nothing ever happens. We're healthy. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. If we all had a crystal ball and knew that when something was going to happen, we wouldn't need coverage. But that's why we get insurance, right? Like, you have to have it in case. case of I honestly hope every person I talk to gets it and never, like, is called upon to use any of it. That's a happier story. But I definitely have done this for long enough. I've had lots of people who have it and have had to use it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, like, a hospital bill, you spend, like, five hours there, and it's, like, 10K, 20K. Like, it's yeah. just. I say to people all the time, I'll say, so, you know, a broken bone, they'll be shocked by this because I'll say a broken bone on average in our market today is about an eight to $12,000 event. And they're like, what? 
And I'm like, exactly. Like, if you can't write a $10,000 check tomorrow, then you better have some coverage. So you can stop the bleed. You can cap out at something. You know, that's why you get insurance. And that could happen to anybody. I mean, you get in a car accident. Whatever is not covered by your auto insurance, and trust me, most of these drivers are underinsured. If, like, I know in Texas, the minimum requirement is very inadequate. And if they're underinsured and it's their fault, your health insurance is what's going to pick up next. Yep. And if you don't have health insurance, then you've got to go into, like, litigation and try to, like, fight them for money. So don't be uncovered. But, yes, I know that it feels like we have said over and over and over again, it's, it's ending, it's ending, and it feels like it's all a, you know, bait and switch. But it, it isn't. It, it, the federal marketplace is open from 11-1 to 12-15 every year for a January 1st start date. Then they, for the, for the procrastinators, they give a second push. You can enroll by January 15th. This year it was January 16th because the 15th was a holiday. You could enroll by January 15th, 15th normally for a February 1st start date. And then it's game over. Game over. If you don't have a qualifying life event, you cannot pick up any of these plans. Yeah. So now there are options, but they are potentially going to cost you. Like sometimes you might have gotten a better deal in the marketplace or, you know, the marketplace will take everybody regardless of health. So now we just have to see what we can find that will fit with your situation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there are lots of things out there. Another reason you want to work with someone who can show you all the options, right? Show you a lot. Um, really important. There are plenty of people out there that – You'll you and you can feel it when you're on the phone with them. They're really trying to like fit you into this one box. And if it feels like that, say something. Like, can you show me the marketplace and enroll me there? Can you? Sh- what else can you show me? That's a private option in the state of whatever. Ask those questions because you can p- pretty quickly ascertain if they're showing you one thing and trying to fit you into it because that's all they can give you. Right. And you don't want to work with that person because you're getting what they have, not necessarily what's best for your situation. 100%. Any other tips you have for people that are still finding themselves in this boat? And uh, yeah, one hack, and it causes like a QLE depending on the state, is you can apply for Medicaid, get declined on it, and that gets you a qualifying event um, into the marketplace. Sometimes. So. I will say they're pretty hip to it. And so there's, there's a very strong possibility that that won't work for you because agents were abusing that for a while. And so now it's a lot more stringent. So Potentially, yeah. They look at the – they sometimes look at the letter, but a lot of states don't require it. So it just depends on – but yes. It but could. you don't but, – but the moral of the story is you shouldn't be putting it off and hoping for a loophole. Like, honestly, the people that are not getting health coverage – in all the time that they give you to get it, and then they're u- they're counting on a loophole, are the ones that are making driving the cost up for everybody else's insurance anyway. Like you're part of the problem, really, because and the agents and that the agents are doing that are they're really part of the problem. Like when people are complaining about the high premiums of the marketplace, I mean, think about that. A person who goes and does that tack, yeah. they apply for Medicaid because they can't they don't have an event. 
They apply for Medicaid. They get on a marketplace plan. They're doing that in desperation because something's happened in their world and they've got really heavy claims that they're going to try to hit an insurance company with. And then what happens to the rest of us when we renew that next year, your deductible and out-of-pocket max increase and your premium increases because the insurance company got hit with a bunch of claims that they really theoretically would not have been hit with because those people missed all of the windows of opportunity to do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, that's so true. There's a lot of private plans that used to cover pre-existing conditions. Like you could just jump on. They were like group plans that you join as an individual like in some different states. And they got hit with so many claims, they just started jacking up the rates and like shutting it down. And there's people who maybe had experienced so big claims they didn't get it covered, you know, because their plan didn't continue. And it's really unfortunate in those instances that it was abused so much because we had legitimate, like, clients who were on those plans because there wasn't a way to get a PPO otherwise in the state that they lived in. And so we would put them there, and it was a great solution for them. The price was great. The coverage was great. They had a PPO they couldn't get otherwise. And those people also suffered and lost their plans because people abused the system and went out and got a bunch of expensive claims covered. Yeah, it only takes a couple claims to, like, wreck the risk pool, you know? And and it's really sort of, like, shame on the people that don't – aren't proactive about it because the marketplace was designed to cover you regardless of your health situation. So if you just blow that off and don't do what you're supposed to do in the time that you're supposed to do it, and then you come at them when you have a huge claim, like that's kind of unfortunate for the, like, because you could have just dealt with it on the front end and we wouldn't necessarily have all of these reasons that people point at hating the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Because the, the max out of pocket so high, the deductibles are so high, the premiums are so high, like my doctors aren't in network, like all of these are problems that have come across because the insurance companies are trying to offset all of the insane claims that they pay for, right? So it's all part of the same cycle. So the answer is just be responsible, like do what you're supposed to do in the time. It's not like they don't give you oodles of time to go deal with this. Like if you can't find, and I realize it's the crappiest time of the year, like the end of the year, all the holidays, all the stuff, right? It's yeah. all also chaotic at the end of the year. So it is the worst time. I don't disagree, but it's just how our calendar falls. But if they give you, you can't tell me in two and a half months, you couldn't find an hour to carve out to go deal with your health insurance, then it really wasn't that important to you. And then think about that because then why all of a sudden is it, so important to you because you have something go on, but is, yep. but that's not fair. And, and Hey, yes, there are loopholes. You may or may not be able to pull them off. Yeah. So the better plan is to be proactive, be proactive Get it done. or just move to Mexico. I don't know about that either. I saw some plastic surgery that went awry in Mexico and people died. And I don't know if that's the best plan either. Yeah. Every, everything has its pros and cons. Everything has its pros and cons, but if you care to use, the medical system of the United States. Be proactive. And now just understand, it is not a reason to go without coverage. There are still options. We can still help you. We just lost 
maybe a third of what we could have shown you or we could have explored. Yeah. Um, but it's still not a reason to go uncovered. So do it now. Cool, guys. Well, thanks for watching. It's been Dakota. I am still Lori. Thanks for listening to me lecture you about health insurance for the last five minutes. Lori went mom mode for a second. Mom (laughs) mode. Uh, We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.